But um, yeah, boys, thanks, <coughs> thanks for coming in. Appreciate you guys coming down. Um, for those listening, we've got Nathan and Ben here with us, boys from Speak and Share, and you guys just came off a huge event on the weekend. Tell us about, tell us about that. Yeah, man. Um, firstly, thanks for having us on the show. We really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, our first fun run called Sweat and Share. So that was last Sunday. We're lucky enough to have yourself down there on the day. Um, it's bloody like it was epic, really. Like, yeah, it was crazy. You had about 450 runners, um, which was insane. We initially planned the event. We're like, oh, we'll get probably 100 there, maybe 150, <laughs> um, ended up with 450. So it was a pretty special day. Crazy. Yeah, and like, the, like the weather was like perfect. Everything was just great. Like, yeah. I think we had 200 people signed up and then within two days we had like two, uh, an extra 250 people. Yeah, it, it was just, I mean, just being there, it was like the energy was just super positive. Everyone was smiling. Obviously, the weather was perfect. Like it was just kind of just like everything came together. It seemed like obviously taking on an extra 200, 250 people last minute probably gave you guys a lot of headaches that yeah, uh, yeah, no, no one quite headaches. saw. Yeah, we had one with the running tops. Um, we ordered 250. We were like, yeah, we'll be sweet. And then the regos kept going up and up and up. <laughs> Um, so I've actually been posting out some running t-shirts this morning to <laughs> so those that missed out. I mean, but yep. You live and you learn. And we got to the stage where we were like, "Stop! Like, stop registering! Stop registering!" <laughs> we just like wanted to make sure everyone had a running top. Oh but, no! Yeah. Um, yeah, you live and you learn. Yeah. So, so like, are you guys copying the postage on those or like? Yeah. 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 Should have just brought mine in today. Save you guys a yeah, ten bucks or something. Yeah. That's alright. Hopefully, mine comes soon. But yeah, no, it was just to reiterate how good of a day it was. I, I went down with my girlfriend and it was just great to see so many people being active. And so I think the the demographic was very wide too. Like you had lots of young kids up to, you know, older kind of seniors running around, yeah. um, all different types of distances. It was a um, great idea by you boys. So you guys should be really proud. Yeah, thank you. And like the three of us are school teachers. So um, to see like a lot of our students there as wow. well. Um, and a lot of our like coaches and footy team like it's pretty cool yeah, yeah it was special and the way it initially came about was we had two kids Emilio and Alice come to us um, they did the, I think the Melbourne half last year um, raised a bit of money towards Beyond Blue um, and then approached us probably two months ago yep. didn't give us much time to plan the fun <laughs> run but said we want to we get together and create a fun run and raise some, some funds for speak and share um, so that was sort of the face behind it and, and were the main drivers so to have kids that were 16 years old come and wanted to do that was pretty special yeah, it's huge. Yep. Would you say this was your biggest event to date? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, and probably like our most impactful um, for sure. Like we're like huge on our community. Um, and if you guys know the Mornington Peninsula, like it's a very tight-knit community. Um, and to see as many people come together in the one place to, yeah, like take a step forward, I guess. And we say like every step's easy together. So to take that step forward and really help us for 2023 was absolutely massive. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a real credit to you guys. You know, I, I think I see it's a bit of a buzzword in our community, actually. I think every brand in this day and age just says like they're building one or they have one. But for you guys to put on an event like that, you know, 450 people, it's just like, that's insane. You know, it's running like, wow. So just want to give you guys that, that credit that you deserve. What, what I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. Of course, of course. It is a, like, it is a buzzword community. Yeah. Um, and I've heard it on a few potties, but like, I guess all we really do have is the community. Like, that's what Speak and Share is. That's what like we're built on like we're guided by a community where we take speak and share so um yeah any awesome. any funny stories from the from the weekend uh i'm stitching up here but emilio <laughs> the kid that actually planned oh, it no, <laughs> um 16 years old went out to run the half marathon had done heaps of training um i was running with him every wednesday morning for about a month previous to the run 
Um, not really. And he went out, not really. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. That's not funny. <laughs> he went out of bullet gate, 17k mark. Um, he was incredibly dehydrated. So close to. Um, yeah, he's pretty close to the finish line. And you know how you can see, like, the, you could see the. Yeah, you could see it for a while there. Yeah, you turn around, you can see this big red arch. Um, and yeah, 17k mark. He hit, he hit the deck, and he was incredibly dehydrated. Far and out, far. Um, ended up in Rosebud Hospital. Um, any other funny story? It was that's all not good. funny, yeah. but... Yeah. That's not funny. <laughs> yeah. The funniest one, we'd already packed up everything, um, ready to go home, ready to grab a beer, and one of, like, this 17-year-old boy, he comes yeah. running in, and we're, like, turning around, like, oh, fuck, like, sorry, we left, sorry. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> like, oh, here he comes, we start clapping, he's, like, three and a half hours later, he jumps <laughs> off the pier to cool down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was funny. He, he'd only ever ran 5K before, so he jumped in to the 21. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the uh, young guys are coming in naive yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> love paid that. for it. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's cool. To, to hone in on, I guess, the event a little bit more and just kind of what you guys do, I think, obviously, being like a mental health charity, um, I think exercise and community are like go hand in hand and are kind of two of the biggest, some of the biggest things in terms of combating mental health and, you know, just general happiness and stuff. And so I think you guys obviously honed in on that, which is really cool. I was wondering if, if that's kind of been a concerted effort to do that or is that just kind of, it's just worked out that way? Yeah, like the two of us and Mace, like exercise is our um, relief with mental health. Like, so we, we started a, a little movement club about a month ago where we just wanted to get as many people down the community um, on a Saturday morning and just go for like a 5K run sort of around a track. So we said like, we'll just build on that and we'll build on that and see where it goes. And it was always going to lead into the fun run. Um, and we had a great response. Like Ben was running it for a couple of weeks and you had like 60 people there, yeah. um, like first thing Saturday morning. So yeah, exercise has always been our go-to. Um, and like, as you guys know, you guys are both runners, eh? like you love it. You, there's just the joy you feel from running and exercising and being around other people um, is incredible. So that was the that was the main reason. So dope. You know, Jack and I joined a running club about two months ago and there's like 55-year-old moms and like 14-year-old boys there. It's like the biggest, widest demographic ever. And everyone's just so kind though. Like that is just the same across every individual there. And I'm sure you guys, I can feel that as well from you know, out down the peninsula with your cl- the running club there. It's that energy, it's it's so infectious i feel it's yeah. pretty special and we've had like year nines that we teach we're what, 15 years old and then we've had our parents come down with their mates that are like 65 <laughs> ish yeah. um we don't care if people run or walk like as long as you're coming down starting your weekend right get the endorphins and meet some people it's what it's all about yeah mm. there's so much to say for like you know doing something that's hard and i think me and jesse kind of live by that it sounds like you boys too and obviously through what you're doing i think you know just the just the action of like going out and getting a sweat up it's just so powerful, like for not only your body but your mind as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's amazing that you guys are kind of forming a culture around that because I think there's so many good messages in there, just for especially young people like looking at you know there's so much they got to deal with these days in terms of social media and you know everything that's coming in on them. So I think you know just being able to go out and exercise or join a team like that that's um, something that's like going to do think like profound things for their mental health and just general well being. I think. I'm so. saying, like, people just want to feel a part of something. Um, and that's all we wanted to provide, just, like, an opportunity to feel connected. Like, we get along with all our students, but now they can come and, like, actually go for a run with us and hang out and, you know, it just breaks that barrier um, as, like, the teacher, um, student. But, like, everyone, yeah, we're all working towards the same thing. It's just to feel better and feel healthier. Yeah, it's so much easier when you're working out with someone as well. 
I was pretty slack through winter and then I started this running club. It's actually got me motivated to get out there and running. So it's so much easier when you're running with someone. <laughs> Couldn't agree more, mate. Yeah, with like, yeah, running in a big group of people, you just, you're going to find some struggler that's on your same level, you know, and it's good. And I, I, on the flip side of that, I think running with people that are like great runners really like pushes you and 100%. take those little tips, you know, whether it's like, I don't know, hydrating or something like that. You're like, shit, like, I wouldn't have ever known that. So yeah, it's huge benefits to that. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Let's um, switch lanes a little bit. So a big part of what you guys do is in your merchandise and more specifically your hoodies. Tell us about kind of how that came about and maybe how you structure those. Yeah, we're uh, obviously still learning a lot with our hoodies. Um, obviously with our message, speak and share, um, being able to create hoodies and sell them has been great for our brand and our brand awareness. Um, we've had like plenty of awesome messages where people have been like, oh, I was wearing your hoodie and like someone came up and said like, oh, what's speak and share about? And then, it led to a conversation about mental health. Um, and that's all we've ever wanted to do. We've just wanted to bring awareness to our message. Um, it's We've wanted to create like a lot more hoodies this year, but it's been like, as you guys know, like it's been a tough journey with the hoodies. Um, but the main thing that we're doing with our, our hoodies is dedicating a story behind each person's, each hoodie. So um, this one here is actually dedicated to one of our close mates called Chris Ross, who is an incredible man. Um, sadly, he was diagnosed with MND like about... Close to two years ago now, um, he's like one of our great mates. He was like a strength and conditioning coach at our VFL footy. He played soccer overseas, like oh. just a, a physio, like incredible man. And yeah, we said like he's got such an amazing story that um, in what's such a hard time, he's he's found the courage to open up and share his story. And I like one day I just said like, mate, like we'd love to shine a light on your story if you're comfortable doing it. Um, and he was a Carlton fan, so. Um, we went to the Carlton Footy Club and we told his story through them and we took him in there and we gave all the Carlton boys one and oh. yeah, we created this pretty um, powerful video which yeah, sort of made me choke off a little bit talking about it but um, it's just like so special like to be able to do that and let other people hear his story and how brave he's gone through being through that journey um, was incredible. So Yeah, just yeah. trying to put more meaning behind the garment. It's just not just a, just a hoodie. It's got some meaning behind it um, and the people that buy, whether it's the purple hoodie or the blue hoodie, have some relation to like the person or their story and what they've been through, um, which is really special. Yeah. So special guys, you know, I've been in the fashion industry for a long time and not many brands are doing you know, anything anywhere sort of near this. And yeah, it's, yeah, I'm pretty speechless to be honest, but that's super powerful. And I think, you know, creating those conversations in the community is like so, so pivotal. And I know you guys are continuing to structure that and really make that a mainstay of your brand. So yeah, it's incredible guys. Well done. Yeah, sure. and like we've we've spoken to you like off air, but we really want to dedicate um, a hoodie to your story. Obviously, how I like got in got in touch with you boys was reached out through um, hearing you on the podcast with the nine to five boys, and just hearing your story. Like we say, everyone's got a story. Everyone can share their story, and everyone can learn from someone's story. So, reached out initially to say, "Hey, man, like, like appreciate you sharing your story, but now we're in a position where we really want you to share your story um, through speak and share." So. Yeah, I can to can to do that with you, man. Man, I'm, I'm, yeah, and you know, testament to you guys reaching out, and it's a big thing we talk about here on this podcast is like being vulnerable, putting yourself out, and you guys, you know, practice what you preach, and yeah, to give me that opportunity, I've, I've definitely sat on it, and I'm really, you know, wanting to do that with you guys. I think it's really important um, to give the listeners a bit of an understanding about sort of my last couple of years. So you know. Both my parents have had cancer in the last, within about six months of each other. Um, and it's just, you know, it's pretty tough. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, dad had it uh, first and 
he started uh, with it was rectal cancer. It was stage one. It was very, very easy going at the beginning, and um, unfortunately, they 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 did a chemo treatment. They were happy with it, and then uh, a checkup six months later, they saw that it spread to his lungs, and um, yeah, it wasn't the news we wanted. And uh, sadly, it's been stage four for a while. So we've just been dealing through that, and then we, on top of all that. After dad's stage four uh, diagnosis, mum had breast cancer within there. And it was just so brutal because mum was taking care of dad at that time. And, um, you know, it was just really, really tough. And this is throughout COVID. Um, you know, so we can't really go into hospitals and visit them or anything like that. Um, yeah, so it was brutal. Thankfully, mum's cancer was a lot more um, manageable than dad. So, you know, they do some amazing work um, with breast cancer and yeah, survival rates are very high. So mum had a really successful um, double vasectomy. Um, so yeah, she was you know, really happy and she's recovered really well. Um, dad, unfortunately, uh, had another round of chemo and he's it's sort of fast-tracked like this dementia. So dad's now, you know, he's, his mind's, uh, it's pretty, yeah, he's sort of not what it used to be. Um, unfortunately, like he doesn't really know what he had to eat that morning and things like that. So it's been really tough, but um, there is a bit of light at the end of the tunnel with this story, I believe. And this is sort of what I want to um, implement onto the garment is dad's always loved music. He uh, played in bands and um, loves his record player and stuff like that. And um, <sighs> thanks, mate. Um, so I think a really special touch for the hoodie. So to give you guys some context, dad, um, he's, his brain's so switched on with music still, which is just like, just fucking blows me away. He's like, we'll be in the car and he's singing like a whole Beatles album. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy can't even like, you know, like remember like where he lives, you know, he doesn't know what suburb he's in. Couldn't name like the number of his house. But so there's this incredible link towards music. And um, yeah, so it's just like, it's such a special thing. So I'd love for the audio to have like a brain with some like music notes coming out. I think it's the left side of your brain that's creative. Um, yeah, I think it'd be a beautiful touch and, yeah, I just think there's so many people have gone through this, um, you know, with seeing a parent sort of like, you know, um, I guess wither away a little bit. Um, but it's funny, it's funny, man, when you're open to conversations. I, I bumped into a, a new next door neighbour. Jack and I just moved out together about two weeks ago and she uh, came up to me and Jack, she knows my parents a little bit um, just throughout the neighbourhood and she heard about my dad and she just, she, um, her dad actually had the same thing and She's a little bit older, so I think she'd been through it a lot. And she just said, and it was such a beautiful perspective and it's really helped me. She said to me, you know, the side that you're seeing of your dad is like this new sort of side. It's like almost like his soul. You know, it's like, it's funny because like I miss all the conversations and, you know, that sort of stuff. But it's just a really cool perspective to hold, you know, that the side I see now is just like a... Take your time, man. <laughs> Thanks, boys. It never gets easier for some reason. Ah. Yeah, the side I am. I just want to say, like, like, thanks so much for sharing. <laughs> yeah, I take serious take courage. I'm like, thanks, boys. Speaking share, like, it's been vaunt. Like, that's all we're built on, like vulnerability. Um, and to hear you share, like, just a little bit of it, like, <laughs> and what you want to do with a hoodie, like. Man, Larry, we already like it's yeah. gonna be fucking huge. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Such, such an awesome thing for you to be paving yeah. the, the way for others to follow for sure. Yeah, I just I just know there's so many people out there dealing with a lot, and you know if it's this specifically, you know, seeing a parent go through all of it, 
go through this then you know i think just like that perspective i got from my neighbor that this is actually a beautiful side of my dad not one that i've known but like a child a kind of like a childlike kind of playful beautiful part of my dad and i'm embracing that and i guess that's something i'd love for other people to do i think it's really healthy to um maybe not kind of dwell on what you had but kind of move forward with uh yeah what's there so i appreciate it. appreciate you guys listening yeah <laughs> thanks, <for sharing. laughs> thanks guys cheers yeah, that's, really <laughs> that's really special was, like, yeah that's a hard thing to do like well, we you know, know like our first video was um us sitting down in our garage talking about our own stories and like how hard like we're bawling our eyes out trying to share just mm-hmm. in front of the camera with no one around and um that was the start of our journey and yeah this is like this is what we're built on like yeah, people being real vulnerable and, and it's infectious sure. i can guarantee someone will watch this and they'll reach out to you yeah you say i know what you're going through there's yeah. more people out there that are going through it all this sort of stuff absolutely man it's like yeah you know just my neighbor sharing that whether it's a neighbor or someone you don't even know like you said on like social media i think it's so fucking important that you know so many people are dealing with this stuff and like i know you guys you know it's the reason you do what you do and it's, you know, i can't credit you enough for doing that because that's you know the, the meaning of speak share is to like just sort of break those stigmas down that you know we don't want to have these hard conversations these conversations that you know you feel so vulnerable and but it's 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 a weird it's a weird sort of setup because you feel so alone but yet everyone's going through it 100 yeah. percent, especially so, as guys like yeah everyone puts on a facade like we're all flying and everything's all happy and roses and everything um but most people will have something going on yeah. Um, and that's just what we're trying to do, which is normalise the conversations. It should be all right. Jack, I'm not feeling great today. Can we have a chat? Yeah. We're just normalising the conversations surrounding mental health. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, to conclude that part, you know, I'm super excited to, you know, build this story. And I, I think, yeah, it's at the very least, it's going to help some some people manage what they go through. So, yeah, thanks, guys, for giving me that platform. It's going to be special. Can't wait to share Of course. 100%, yeah. Good job, Jess. That was, um, yeah, I know how hard that is for you to get off that chest and, I've obviously um, been kind of alongside you, kind of seeing it all um, pretty closely. So just the way you've conducted yourself the past year or two has been... Um, fuck, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, you've, you've just been amazing. Um, what you've done for your family... Seeing like how how strong you've been. Thank you, Tom. <sighs> it's funny. Yeah, it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's up. funny. Like we we hope we you know we tell each other where we're at all the time. I think that's such a testament to Jack and our friendship. Like we're we're so open and honest with each other and. Yeah, he's certainly seen me at some states. It's just, you know, very similar to this, I guess. But yeah. mm. it's good that you can do that in front of each other, though. Like, most close mates can't. <clears throat> yeah. So the fact that you boys can just, like, cry in front of each other is pretty special. Yeah. And I've, to be honest, it's like through hearing stories like yours, you know, and yeah. you guys being public and, you know, kind of on the front foot about it, it makes it so much easier, you know, like, yeah, it just really lessens those walls, doesn't it? 100%. 100%. Yep. I used to care, like, what people thought of me, and now, like, I couldn't give a shit. Like, Nath came over three days ago, um, and I found out, like, some pretty stuff, tough um, tough stuff at home was going on, and I was just breaking down in the kitchen. Like, yeah. I would usually never do that probably four or five years ago. Yeah. Now I couldn't care. Like, it's just normal to cry. Yeah. If you're feeling bad, just cry. Like, there's nothing wrong with it yeah. at all. Well said. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, something everyone deals with differently, too. Yeah. Like, some people, you know, might show it 
um, externally, I'm probably, you know, I don't even know if Jesse's going to be cry, to be honest. Like, it's probably something I'm more um, internalised myself. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think, you know, it is important, especially amongst your mates, to just make sure you, you really are checking in to see where each other are at because there's so much going on. It's so easy to kind of get caught up in your own thing and, you know, lose track of where that mate might, might be at and, you know, check in, send him that text, make that call. So... And I think that's something, you know, me and Jesse probably have in our relationship, but we have to do a better job um, in branching out to probably the friends on like the, you know, our, our other friends that yeah. probably more on that kind of outer circle or... Don't live with us. Or don't live with us, yeah. It is hard though because we live in such like a fast-paced world. from lockdown, like lockdown two years, did absolutely nothing. Everyone's working, playing footy, running, gymming, whatever. Um, it is hard to check in, but it's really important that we, that we try to check in because you never know who may be struggling. Or we might just want to chat, sort of thing. Yeah, hundred percent. This is why we respect you guys so much because, like, what you're doing is just so real, and like the impacts you're having, are, they're, they're all real impacts. And um, yeah, I think there's just like not enough of that these days. So um, back to the hoodies with the stories and stuff. It's um, yeah, there's just so much, so much, um, so much message and so much behind each each and everything you're doing, whether that's a workshop or or a hoodie. It's um, yeah, it's it's really cool to see. And me and Jesse definitely respect you guys a lot for what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, like I, I can imagine, you know, like it, there's so many emotions that get thrown around with this stuff, and like you know, you guys are three young men. So like, how do you deal with some of the stories that you're told, and you know, yeah, yeah how do you deal with those challenges? That's the thing. Like, we're like no different to you. Like, we say it all the time. We're not mental health professionals ourselves. We're just three normal guys that saw a need to bring mental health awareness <laughs> to our community, and um, I guess decided to try to do something about it. And it takes a toll on us too. Like sort of I guess at times we get looked at like the guy the mental health guys and a lot of people turn to us for support and we want to provide all that support but um we like got to look after ourselves as well because it can be take quite a bit of a toll yeah it can Um, be taxing for sure it's obviously it's not the easiest thing to talk about like mental health like can be pretty draining like after this fun run we had like a world of emotions like we were went from such a high and then um a couple days later we were feeling pretty flat so where we have a great friendship, the three of us, where like we go out for lunch and just talk about all these things and say, you know, like what are we working for towards? Like when will we ever know if we're actually having an impact sort of thing? But yeah, it, I guess that's my response. What do you think, Benny? Um, it does get quite taxing, um, especially when we present. We tell them right from the get-go. We're not um, psychologists. We're not mental health professionals. I think that's why people are sort of relating to us because we're just three average dudes that have life experience and just talk about what we're going through. Um, so we yeah, occasionally go to a sporting club where someone will open up and it is quite taxing hearing that, um, what they've been through. But yeah, we just talk about it ourselves and debrief and make sure that we're all doing okay. Yeah. How, we're, yeah, we're just willing to be vulnerable. Like mm. that's it's it's simple as that. Like as you said, like we don't really care what people think of us anymore. Like we just want to help others and help others share and you know, like when we I guess when we first like shared our own stories, we felt so much better, like getting it off our chest and that was a big player in us um, being in a position to, to create speaking share. It's yeah. infectious as well. Like once one person puts their hand up, usually most people will follow it. Like you've already shown your vulnerability and now it's just like a support <laughs> work where people just like don't yeah. care what we talk about. Like Definitely. we're going to be honest. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. I want to ask, so obviously you guys are all best mates. Um, you know, me and Jess, you put us in the same category as that um, and have been for a while and the mateship came before the business. Um, how have you guys gone managing those relationships now that you guys are working together as well yeah like we uh 
we're all teachers. Me and Ben actually, we work together. We actually like bloody shared a job at a school together. Like we're pretty much together twenty four seven. And um, Mace is the same. He's like a real busy dude with his footy and um, all the other stuff in his life. But yeah, it can be pretty challenging at times. Like when you're with your best mates, like all the time. Um, like we even go on holiday together. It's like, like <laughs> sure, wait, <laughs> <man. laughs> but um, like. There's no one else that we'd rather do it with. Um, and, like, we obviously love each other. And how our friendship formed is through um, some tough times and being there to support each other. Um, and I guess that's, yeah, that's what really sort of formed the three of us. And, yeah, like, we'll have so much trust in each other to, like, help influence others that there's no one else that we'd like, really want to do it with. Um, I think we're all pretty unique as well. Like yeah. We all got our different traits and um, all that sort of thing. So I think we bounce off pretty well off each other, um, which is good. We definitely get annoyed at each other. Like oh, for sure. All yeah. the time. 100%. It's only human. He gets yeah. to like 3 o'clock and Benny's like, because we work at Ben's house, he's like, all right, but yeah. pack up. You boys are going home. It was like, mate, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we just get stuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it definitely gets hard to separate kind of your your relationship and, and the business stuff. I know, you know, me and Jesse just moved in together. Well, we've actually been living together um, for a while now, but we've just moved places. And I think for us, that's been a challenge because um, we're, we're so passionate about us being mates, but we're also so passionate about what we're doing on the business side of things. So I feel like lines get blurred a lot. Always like, is, is this a mate? You know, am I talking to Jesse the mate or am I talking to Jesse the, the businessman right now or yeah. my, my business partner? So yeah. um, I think that's definitely somewhere... We're gonna have to get a lot better with too, and 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 we've discussed it, and I think I think it just comes down to communication. I think yeah. you guys can probably talk to that too, but communication's key. Um, if you don't like how someone's going about it, like obviously between us, so you got to tell them. You can't let it bottle up, otherwise something will boil over. So you just got to speak and share. Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're really good at that. Like as soon as you know we need to bring something up, like the three of us will just have a chat, and um, yeah, just like. Being willing to share and like vulnerable, I guess, like it's sometimes it's hard to say, like, dude, like this is on my mind, sort of thing. But um, I guess our friendship's like close enough and in that position that we can do it. So, yeah, yeah it's cool. We're lucky to have each other. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I've been through, uh, you know, various friendships um, throughout my time in business and couldn't agree more. I think communicating is really, really important and just everyone trying to get on the same page as quickly as possible, too. And, yeah, it's so difficult because, you know, sometimes you are talking as mates throughout the day and then I always say to people, actually, there's this funny thing I say, people kind of get a bit taken back when I say it, but people that aren't in business, like what they can imagine is like if they have a partner or they've ever been in a relationship, it's exactly like that, but then putting business goals, like objectives on your relationship. So if you have a partner right now, imagine like going to them, like, I don't know, before you guys go to sleep. Be like, all right, in six months, if we don't make you know fifty thousand dollars and sell X amount of hoodies, like, like maybe we're not going to be together, or you know, yeah. it's like imagine that, right? And I know it's a bit extreme, but it's it's something like that, you know, because you're with the person twenty four seven, you've got to switch between like you know being mates, having fun, maybe going on holidays, going out, and then when the whips get cracking, like 100%. making shit happen. So yeah. Yeah. at least you know maybe when you're in a relationship with you know a significant other, you don't have that pressure of like. You know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck, why? I mean, perhaps maybe you both have your own professions and you're striving, but for the most part, the pressure's not, it's maybe individual pressures you know, as opposed to together as this collective. It's quite hard running your own business as well. Like we didn't think it would be this much work. 
Um, but obviously we got we've got no, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we got no one above us telling us like you boys need to do this. So if something yeah. doesn't go to plan, it's on us. It's on so you. yeah, um, it has been pretty stressful like the last fifteen months, but we've enjoyed all of it. But yeah, most of it. Yeah, we love it. We're like we have such a good team behind us now. Um, being a charity, we have got, like an advisory board who um, they've been like a pillar of strength for like the last twelve months. So um, shout out to them. But yeah, they, they've helped us like hugely with getting our charity status. Um, this like if you asked us at the start of the year what we'd be doing, we said like we'd be running programs and we'll, like we'd be doing this. And we had so many things that we wanted to do, and we're um, obviously extremely naive and. Um, young and fresh but they've held us back and been like all right let's get all our programs sorted let's get our charity status let's get in a position where 2023 is like a huge step for you guys so wow um yeah this year has very much been like building this huge foundation for next year and um yeah we can't wait it's gonna be yeah, cool it's exciting. Yeah. incredible yeah. guys what well, whilst we're on the charity thing I, i'd love to dive into that a little bit deeper i think you know it's not often you speak to someone um that runs a business let alone a charity so I'd love to jump into kind of what that looks like. How do you, how do you guys allocate funds? Like, you know, are you donating a lot of money? Like, what, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah. So, it's firstly, to get your charity status and to get your DGR status is like a huge process. Um, and we certainly um, had a lot of help with um, Daryl, who's an absolute <laughs> shout out to Daryl. Shout, shout out to Daryl. Who we love. Daryl from Red Hill. Um, and yeah, I know that part of a team but like it's a lot of writing grants a lot of um just like we're almost going to bring in our business plan today which is like 65 pages long and it's taken like a whole year love that to, to build and it covers like three-year goals and um pest analysis sort analysis all these things that if you ask us at the start of the year we'll be like what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> we just dumped in e-teachers no idea what a SWOT analysis is um but yeah like daryl's bloody went through so much to get this status and um, I guess it was a decision we had to make whether we wanted to be a business or be a charity and um, it wasn't really a question really like we're like let's be a charity because we want to be as transparent as possible um, with this journey um, and we don't feel like like making money off like mental health and people's stories isn't something that would sit well with us so um, we said let's build a charity which will allow us to fund our programs um, and we want to be in a position one day where we like we don't have to charge people for a program um, because we have enough funds or we've raised enough funds where we can provide that service for free um, and there, there's a lot of other things that comes with funding a charity like some people think that if you work for a charity you volunteer um, your work but this like the last oh, 16 months we've been volunteering and only as a month ago we've been able to pay ourselves for working for speak and share congrats um, yeah it's cool like it's not Big much step. but like it's something that <coughs> mm-hmm. i have to go to school at the moment so um yeah a lot of people say like oh how can you make money if you work for a charity well no one volunteers like for a charity people we Full have, time. Time. <laughs> we have, we have <laughs> yeah. a life too so yeah. um there's heaps of things i don't know have you got any um, the board meeting is probably one that I learn about, like running a charity. You've got to have like a monthly board meeting, which I had no no idea about. So I thought you run a van, man. <laughs> well, like before we went for it. So once a month we suit up and we have our board meeting. You got to go through like your finances, what we've been doing during the month. Um, so there's heaps to it, and we've learned so much. It's been yeah, hell of a ride so far. Suit only event or yeah, yeah. Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Ben's like they're like, oh, you got to take minutes, and Ben's like, oh, you got to take minutes. Like you got to record everything you say, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. Like, <clears throat> I guess growing up, like, 
I always had this thing in my head where like I wanted to create a charity and um, I don't know why, it just always like stood out to me. But yeah, me and I do it with like two best mates is yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool. mature with us as well, for sure. Yeah. To some degree. I'm still pretty immature, but it's definitely <laughs> mature with us for sure. And we've learned so much about each other and, and what a business looks like. So it's been great. Oh, like we didn't study business. We didn't, I didn't even do business at school. Like always was very creative and stuff. And have you made on business at school? I studied business three, four, but that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But we're very much just learning along the way. So that's yeah. cool. That's a really big theme um, for this podcast, you know, is just applying yourself and you don't have to have like a master's degree in like finance to you know, start running a business and what you guys have done. And like, you know, even just hearing about some of those learnings throughout this potty is like just through sheer hard work that you guys have put in. Yeah. It's such a great message for the listeners that like so many people think like, oh, I can't dive in yet. You know, I'm not ready. It's like, you're never going to be ready. Like you guys are probably aren't ready right now, but you're not ready for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but like you're two or three years down the line running a great business. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm not, it's not saying we're ready either, but we're like three episodes into this podcast. So I don't know what's happening, but <laughs> it's, it's just about throwing yourself in the deep end. And, yeah. you know, we sort of have that mantra of almost for life really. And that's just how you get places quickly. Um, there's no, yeah. I've just spoke to too many people that are, dwelling and you know think of all these hypothetical things that haven't even happened yet that are like you know barriers but just dive in like yeah, yeah that's what i've learned most people that we've met with also have no idea what they're doing no matter how that old they are or what position they're in they're still learning on the fly so yeah that's probably my best advice just get started and if you're passionate you'll make it 100 well said yeah. what do you got to lose yeah exactly exactly so so what does the future look like i guess then for you guys like moving forward where are you kind of spending your time yeah, so next year, sporting uh, school programs, school program, sorry, is a yep. huge one, mm-hmm. um, and then our sporting club program, and then community events as well. So we do the fun run again, um, and then a couple other events as well. And then year after that, we have got a pretty cool idea. We haven't told this on any other podcast because Nathan <laughs> yeah. won't let me. But top secret. <laughs> we want to get a bus um, and do like a bus tour, whether it's from here to Northern Territory, run our school program, sporting club program, and make like a little Netflix documentary. Wow. Not a little. We want to make a, a big, 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 big yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's such thing as a small <laughs> Netflix <laughs> yeah. on like mental health within the country. Yeah. Um. So you heard it here first. We're going on a bus in 2024. Is that 2024? <laughs> yeah. Touring yeah. Australia, but wow. on one side of the bus, it's our like speaking share. It's like covered in a graphic, and then on the other side, it's a blank um, side of the wall where everyone we meet along the way they can write a mental health story on wow. the side of the bus, and we want to capture people's stories, um, just like we have done today, like speaking and sharing some of the best or the most well-received videos that we've had on our socials has been those people that are willing to share their stories. So there's such power in that and there hasn't really been anything like that before. Like um, mental health is very much a hot topic at the moment um, and I guess people just want to hear more about it and relate more about it. So, yeah, we can change the culture. It's fucking awesome, guys. I, I'd <laughs> like have to fly up and get on that bus for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bus yeah. He's got the trucker hat on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Uh, settle down. No. Um, the, uh, what, what, what we, I know you guys have uh, done some, you guys flew up and played football in the NT and you guys did a lot of work in the community there. Yeah. So Mason and I um, and Ben, um, a couple of years ago, we went up to the NT and we um, lived up there through COVID and then Mason and I were lucky enough to go up couple months ago and um we played for the Tiwi Bombers so um on the Tiwi Islands and if you don't know the Tiwi Bombers like they're the most beautiful people in the world so um we were lucky enough to yeah help out and volunteer at the school um play some footy and run a bit of our speak and share stuff within the community um and if you don't so with this Tiwi Bombers it's important to touch on that they the Tiwi Bombers football club was 
established because they had the highest suicide rates um, amongst the world. So, and it still is quite a challenge over there. So to be able to go over there and just provide a bit of a taste of what we're doing and um, yeah, it was really special and we really want to go back there and um, help some of those problems. And yeah, like the people over there, like if we didn't do speak and share, we'd be teaching over there wow. um, full time for sure. Cause yeah, it's a, it's a lot to us. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you get off the plane or whatever, you're footy ground. The first thing they do is they beeline to you. Like, <laughs> What's so your cool. name? Where are you from? Shake your yeah. hand, like real formal. Um, That's awesome. They're amazing people. And yeah. yeah, coming back to like that community piece, like you won't see a community until you go to the TV Islands. Yeah. So everyone knows everyone. Oh, and everyone's there to support everyone. Like you would train for footy and then you got 60 kids running after you on the oval. Like, and they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. It's cool. special. It kind of sounds like you guys are going to be doing a bit of like a full circle moment, like with that trip, you know, obviously Northern Territory and TV Islands kind of sounds where speak and share originated. So it's, it's amazing. You guys are kind of planning to head back and, and uh, give back. It's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be beautiful moment for all of you and everyone involved yeah appreciate it yeah yeah i've done like a a bit of like i studied law and we we wrote a little bit about like indigenous affairs and it's a hard one right because like our western culture like we're so far from it and i've never been so i'm very naive to it but i, I know some of the stats that it's like i think it's something like 50 percent of indigenous males from you know 17 to 35 have been in jail and these types of stats we see i think you know they're, they're astounding um in what do you guys think about those things like being on the ground you know meeting the communities like what's the uh yeah love to hear some yeah i think like we like a lot of people give the indigenous people a very bad rap and um it does like it does bother like me and i'm sure it bothers you and it definitely bothers mace as well like until you go there's maybe a small percentage of indigenous people who um might do the wrong thing but there is every every other indigenous person so until you go meet them like never ever judge them like until you meet them within within their community like they're the most embracing most loving people um we we got invited into the house and they took us fishing we'd never met these people before wow. so it, yeah one moment we're on a plane and the next moment we're out fishing with um a few of the boys and they're yeah then we're having dinner with their families and they're sharing their stories about their culture and being in that position to learn about their culture is just yeah, it blows your mind how how unique and how special it is, and yeah, I just hate. I just I think it's from the school curriculum. Like it's not mm. touched enough in the school curriculum. Obviously, being a school teacher, you see what goes on at schools. Um, and when I was a student, it was briefly touched in like religion here and there. Um, but until you go up there, like if if you're not taught about it, you don't know what goes on up there. You don't know what the people are like. Um, so I think yeah, it's got to be touched on definitely from a school, both primary and secondary, um, school age kids for sure. Yeah, there's so much that we can do to yeah education I mean you touched on the culture being you know the oldest culture in the world like some of those learnings must just be insane incredible yeah well Alice it's been a great chat I reckon um covered covered the world I think today (laughs) (laughs) it's been real that's sure yeah it's special it certainly has been real um yeah again just like to sing your praises like we yeah can't commend you guys enough for for what you're doing and and we're super excited to be kind of like working alongside you guys on some different things and um yeah just thank you for, for sharing your story and um building yeah. this movement yeah huge no. thanks to you guys too as well like it takes a lot of vulnerability and a lot of courage to be vulnerable so we appreciate you sharing your stories as well yeah we're excited for the journey with you boys so thanks